I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, one of the things that you got to understand, too, is that the Eagles are really tough against opposing tight ends. They allow just 5.7 yards per target to the position, which is fourth best in the league. But I say, you know what? Max, I think Friar Muth is, is able to compete with that. I think he's able to route run against anybody they want to put against him, and I think he's going to win his majority uh, and share of the battles. But I would even say not just share, but the majority of the battles because I think this guy is, is good enough. And one of the things that Kenny has shown is his ability to throw between the numbers. You know, he was 10 to 12 against uh, Miami, and I think in my mind that's going to be one of the areas that they're going to have to make sure that they, they come out a winner on. Well, you you have to co- you have to come out um, throwing and and showing that you're not cutting off any part of the field, right, Wolf? Absolutely. I think that I think that's the biggest thing. Let them know, hey, the full menu is out at the buffet, right? Yeah. Every oh station is is accounted for, and we're and we're not cutting out the carving station, okay? You know what? You just spoke cut- the language of love when you start talking carving stations in the full buffet. I love it. Let- there, there, you know, like I said, it's all about correlations and relations, right? You know, we're just <laughs> trying to make sure that we keep everybody un, uh, under, uh, understanding what we're talking about. We don't get too technical right. to where we get down to the minutia. I mean, we, and we will break that down if we do get into those modes. But sometimes it's, it's just that easy, right, Wolf? I mean, it is. you know, we, you think about it, a salad bar, carving station, hot foods, right, the little dessert the little dessert station with the ice cream, soft serve machine. You know, you, you can visualize that. And I think that's the four different quadrants of the field, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have numbers to sideline on the left. Then, of course, you have hash it, You have hash to numbers. And then you have hash to numbers on the opposite side. And then, of course, the numbers to sideline on the opposite side. And that middle area is kind of half C's of all of those. Yeah. And you kind of break it into those quadrants and you know that, okay, some teams just don't like to throw down the middle. You know, they, they just have an aversion to it. They want to stay numbers to outside. They want to keep it short. They want to keep it safe because what is what is down the middle? A lot more bodies, right. a lot more hands. 
So, uh, think about last night, Wolf. I don't know if you caught any of that Baltimore-Tampa Bay game. Just the last part. I got back late. But, okay, perfect. Remember uh, Matabuke was batting down passes, right? Him yeah. and Travis Jones, they batted down passes from Tom Brady trying to throw across the middle. So that's why co- you know a lot of quarterbacks, if you don't have the right height or you can't judge the depth perception to, to put the loft on the ball, because it's also dangerous when you put loft, right? Because more guys can converge. Um, no Then question. you stay away from it. You stay away from that area. So I think that's where you have to show the Philadelphia Eagles early, hey, we're going to use all aspects of the field so you can't start to key in. You can't start to play a little bit more press if we're running a lot more outs, right? You know, from the outside receiver position or the ISO position of a receiver by himself, uh, you know, on one side of the ball or one side of the line because they're all on the same side of the ball. Yes. Uh, on one side of the line, left or right, then you want to make sure that they can't do that, that they have to kind of stay a little soft because you're not just going to run the out. Sometimes you're going to run the quick slant. Sometimes you're going to run a little comeback route or a curl. And you want to u- utilize those as well as using those same things in the middle of the field when you have the two power forwards in the middle of the field and Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry. Yes. And then, of course, running, running some slant stuff, you know, across some, ja- some drags and some different concepts there with either Deontay or, Gu- or Gunner in there on a couple of occasions. All of that has to be available because you're going to need all hands on deck um, to combat this, Phil- this Philadelphia offense that's on the other side. As, as a Steelers offense, you must be willing to, A, consume time off the clock, and then, B, you must also be willing to score points and able to score points. That's the other part. Between the 20s and 20s, we've seen Kenny Pickett's going to do great, right? He's gonna, he's, he can sustain drives. He, he can keep you in it. But it's going to be the critical red zone area. That's where we're going to have to get better, and that's where Kenny's going to have to grow as a passer as well, that if you see the window, throw the window. You know, he, you, you can't you, know you can't hesitate on it. I'm sorry, you can't convince me this kid is not capable of that. And I'm not talking about you, but anybody. Because when you see that fourth and six, and when you watch how he laced that over the middle of Fryermuth, and a extri- that was no window, and it was a window. Okay, it was just one of those things. It was worse than a windmill in miniature golf. You know where the windmill comes around, yeah. and you got to time <laughs> that thing up, and you can't. I mean, that's how fast the window disappeared there, and yet. Having the cool, calm ability to sit there on a fourth and six as a rookie and deliver the mail 21 yards down the field when he could have gone shorter on either side of him with Deontay or, or Pickens, okay, to me that says he's going to get it. That's a growth throw there. That's a courage throw there, and that's one that I think you look around and you say, okay, there's not a lot of guys that, that make that throw as a rookie and hold that ball and go down the field, down the middle like that when they had complimentary, easier throws to make. You're absolutely right. And I think that's something that's just going to come with experience for Kenny. You know, but at the end of the day, you still have to look at where is that red zone production as it stands. Right. You know, we have future value in that, and I think he will grow into that. And we're trying to speed up the incubator. <laughs> you know, try, <laughs> Put turn the heat high. up a little bit. Yeah, we're not – no, we're not going to fry the egg. We're not going hard-boiled. No, he's going to hatch. I swear. I swear it. <laughs> yeah, don't overdo it. Don't cook it. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Don't, don't cook the egg. We're trying to birth the egg, okay? It's different. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I feel like it is, but like you said last week, two critical throws, um, either one of those, if the receiver catches them, that wins the game. 
but those ended up in the hands of the opposition. And so that's where I say there has to be a growth there, right? Right. Um, and let's and remember, to too, decision -making, yeah. yeah, the Deontay one, or I'm sorry, the Iggy one with Deontay, that's going to work out, okay, because they're going to get yeah. their, their communication there, that aspect. The other one yeah. with Chase Claypool, I, again, that's, that's, still, that's pass interference all the way. I don't care what anybody says. That's pass interference. Yeah. You can't. No, you, you're right. You know. I, okay. So just going on that area, my my point, I guess, is these 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 safeties are good. These safeties are complementary to those corners. You know, we're you've been t you've really laid out some good stuff about them. Putting them in conflict is going to be one of the things that I think, if they're able to do that, I think you've you've got a good chance. To, to be able to, you know, come out come out with a win. You're going to have to be able to get down the field, down the middle, and put these guys in conflict where they're, you know, the, the routes are run and in such a way as to tr make them decide, do I go here or do I go there? I mean, to put it as plainly as I can put it, okay? I, I'm not I'm not of the superficial mind. I can't, don't know all the, the, the terminology. I just kind of go with what, you know, from my era and what I see. And that's the biggest thing is being able to put these guys in a conflicting mode, which is going to be hard, especially when it's just when they run a lot of man. Yeah, no, it, it is, it is, and that that's where you kind of have to you have to, you have to do things to take them out of their comfort zone. Yeah, right. They want to be man, and they want and they want to bring four man rush. Well, how do you do that? How how do you break them out of that if they feel like they can play a base concept? It's like we talked about utilizing your tight ends in the middle of the field, yes. realizing you need more help. So, therefore, you have to back guys off and play more zone. Um, offensive line, blocking up front, hitting the double teams in the run game forces them to have to add blitz, right? Green yep. dog, as we call it. Right. That, guy, you know, that, that linebacker is going to have to come off his key of his man responsibility to put pressure on the quarterback. Like, all of these are little incremental things that you must do to get them out of that comfort zone. Because if they're cooking with what they normally do, guess what? You're, get, you're getting a number one, you know? And a yep. number one at Mickey D's is the same anywhere in the world. Trust <laughs> me, I've looked. Um, it's a Big Mac fries and, 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 a, and a Coke. You know what I'm saying? So, I got you. So you, you got you, you to go for the number seven. You got to force them to get the number seven. We're out of number ones. Guess what? We don't have that little middle bun for the Big Macs. So, sorry. Uh, you, we can go double quarter pounder if you really need two patties. But uh, you're not you're not getting the Big Mac. You can still get the fries and the Coke. So that's what you got to do. You got to take them outside of that comfort zone and force them to go elsewhere. And that and when you do that, I think that's when you've seen other teams right be able to to press them. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, nobody's beaten them because you can't hold the press long enough. But that's when you talk about like they come out so quick scoring and and just shutting things down. And then when teams kind of figure them out. Then they, then they back off on their heels, and that's when you see the zones, and that's when you see some of the big plays that happen right. because they're not immune to big plays. Big plays have been had on them. Other teams do score. You know, Justin Jefferson week two, and, and, and that Viking squad took them to the hilt, um, you know, early on, and then, and then afterwards it was, it was just they, they, they sped away. But that game, I look at the Dallas game even. Like, Dallas was coming back on them with Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. And, and that and that squad, and I think we can do similar things. It's just you can't. You, you have to get off to a fast start, oh, and you've yeah. got to press. You've got to press the issue in the middle of the field to force them to loosen up, and then that's when it'll become a better thing. But like you said, 
that's the defensive part of it, Wolf. And I, I, I think I got a little, a little excitable on that one. We, well, but that's okay. We, that. We're getting excited. Okay, that's what, yeah. That's that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Because the enthusiasm yeah. of a player is self-generated. And that's something we both share. You you bring you don't get emotional. You get enthusiastic about it, and that's what yeah. fires and gives you that inner fire to be able to get the job done. And then you do the same thing in the broadcasting. I can't help but be, you know, uh, enthusiastic about it. My gosh, it's it's the greatest job in the world. You know, be able to you you're watching the game. And you're not getting beat up. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Once again, was it sideline non-combatant? Yeah, sideline non-combatant. That's what that's what yeah. technical term. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what not I, which which you've been for so long. Now yes. you've gone to the safety of being on top of the hill, <laughs> the booth. You know, yep. Like 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 most captains and generals do. And then yes. you know, I'm just I'm a foot soldier. You know, I'm I, I'm not. And see, I I used to be a soldier. Now I'm like I'm like. The little drummer boy with the silent drum, because obviously the team can't hear me, um, but all of our fans can. I I'm think you're way above boy. that one, buddy. <laughs> okay, flag bearer. All right, I'll take it. Flag bearer. I like sideline non-combatant. You know. What okay, I mean? there we go. Like there that. we go. That, there we go. That works. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but Wolf, I do. You know, I know we only have like three minutes left in this um, segment. Shall we move on to the offense uh, after? A break? I think I think we should say that we're going to move on to the office and then take a break. There you go. There you yeah, go. You know, I, th- I think that's the best way. So, yes, we're going to step aside right now. But when we come back, it's offense time. That's right. It's high octane. We got Kenny Pickett. You've already heard us start talking about Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry and George Pickens and Chase Claypools and the Deontays of the world. We're going to now break it all down, and we're going to take it down section by section, group by group, and tell you what needs to happen for the Steelers to secure a victory in the city of brotherly love. When we come back here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're just not getting it. We're just not quite there. And I, I, I'll continue to say and tell it, this is going to be a tremendous offense. we got great talent. we got to get balls down the field to them. we got to block a little better. we got to get our run game. Our run game efficiency is coming, but it's not enough, right? It's still in those threes instead of those four-and-a-half or five-yard averages because we got to get a few more of those bigger plays. Last week we had a couple. We're going to keep working at it. We haven't found it yet. We haven't found the execution. We haven't got on tape what we want to see yet. All right, that was Steelers offense coordinator Matt Canada talking about the offense and, you know, the direction that they're going. It's in the right direction, but they need a sharper increase, right? I think that's kind of the main gist of it is that it's just one little thing here and there. We have the pieces. We have the personnel. It's about the execution. And that's what we've. I think. I, I think that's a fair assessment, Wolf. Don't you think? I do. You know, I there's no question in my mind. I really believe this offense is. This is kind of like uh, you know that that it's a reversal of the the old saying. You know that pressure bursts pipes, because I think at some point in time the pressure builds up so much that the offense bursts out, is what I'm trying to say. 
Yeah. I think, you know, you raise that floor, you you get everybody keep working, keep working, and eventually this thing pops. Now, I'm hoping it pops this weekend. Obviously, we all do. You know, I mean, you watch Kenny, you watch this offensive yeah. line and continue evolvement. Um, you hope and, and, and pray that uh, you can put it all together because when it does happen, it's going to be something, I think, really good. you got too many spectacular performers on that offense with, that – that you can't hold them down forever. No, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, here, fascinating nugget before we start on actually breaking down this offense. I love fascinating um, nuggets, even even above chicken nuggets. You, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. But, of, of course, not as, not, as, not as big a nugget as a gold nugget. Oh, um, okay, good. That is true. But it yep. falls right in between chicken nugget and gold nugget. Only said um, by a man who lives in the shadow of Superstition Mountain down there, right? The... The, oh yeah, yeah, the old Dutchman, huh? That's right, lost Dutchman mine, man. Yeah, still baby. trying to look for it, still lost. Um, <laughs> if I find it, you'll never know, except for the fact that I won't be on radio anymore. <laughs> you'll be signing my checks. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Max, Max, you there? Max, no. is he? Is he up? Is, is there something with the connection? No, no. Oh, oh, he just doesn't have a Comrex anymore. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's getting it gold-plated. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, but uh, the interesting nugget is, so in NFL history uh, since, what was it, 2000, um, rookie quarterbacks going up against undefeated teams that are 6-0 and or better um, are 3-15 and mm. going up against an undefeated team. Wait, say 15. that again now. Whoa. Starting quarterbacks that are rookies right. going up against an opposing team who's undefeated, oh. means six and zero or better, when they faced said team. Court, those rookie quarterbacks are three wins and fifteen losses. So the eighteen occasions that's happened. So it's kind of like was it Dumb and Dumber when uh, Jim Carrey says to the girl, "The chances of uh, you know." Getting to marry her like a one in a million, and he's like, "So there's a chance." So you're telling me there's, <laughs> there's a, a chance. chance? That's right. <laughs> Score. Um, but here, here's the thing that's going to make that a lot more uh, feasible, Lloyd Christmas. Um, <laughs> is that two of those three wins uh-huh. occurred with a certain quarterback of a certain team? In a Western PA town. Oh, so that'd be Big Ben, huh? Yes, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Boom! Two, two of for victories. two today. Swing in the yeah, bat, I'm, Louisville see, what, slugger. Yeah, uh, yeah, or T-ball. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. just <laughs> set it right up there on the little <laughs> plate extension with the pole, and just the ball stays steady. All you have to do is just hit it. Um, no, uh, but no, but so so Ben owns two of those victories, and yes. those happened actually. Back-to-back weeks. One of those teams, guess who they were? Philly Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. And the other one was, of course, the then 22-0 and on a run New England Patriots in yes. back-to-back weeks. Weren't you in um, there? The other, yeah, oh, I, oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was in there. Okay, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I just want to throw that in there. You had some of the mojo yeah. going. Yeah, exactly. I took Javon Curse out that game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. He still, he still doesn't forgive me for that. Gator <laughs> on Gator crime. Um, but, but I was like, Hey, listen, I was trying to win a job, bud. Um, <laughs> these things happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These things happens on big jobs like this, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly the, what Mike Webster said. 
Exactly. You'll have that on big jobs like this. See, boom. And then the third victory was uh, Mark Sanchez back in 2009 going up against the undefeated Colts. Of course, it's like week 15 of the season. They're resting. They've already secured the one seed already. And and so he, he secured the third victory. So, once again, not unlikely by any stretch of the imagination because it has been done in the past. And we do have Mojo on our side. Right. Right? From the previous quarterback. Yep. So you just wonder if that can also bode well and uh, and help the Steelers out come Sunday. But I wanted to throw that little interesting nugget out there for anybody playing trivia games later on. There you go. You have your answer. If somebody comes up with the last time, you know, the undefeated Eagles were beaten by a rookie quarterback, boom, you can say, well, our very last quarterback. Okay, the so reason why he beat them, he, he, he we didn't have any rookies after that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, what we need is Big Ben to bless Kenny. There you go. All right, you got exactly, exactly. All right, you got to put good mojo towards him. That's that'll mm-hmm. do it. Exactly, exactly. He needs to, do, and he needs to do it on his podcast too. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> just throw some holy water at, at at his at his microphone. You know, um, no, but uh, but Wolf, let's let, let, let's dive into this. Okay, let's do it. Offense. I th- where, where do you want to start? Do we want to go out? Do we want to work outside in? Do we want to work inside out? Back to front. How, where, where do you want to go? Let's go inside out. Let's go inside okay, O line. Yes, this is a That's good offensive right. line. Yes, this Boy, is, is a, this is a good is offensive a, line. This is a very good offensive line, and who? Okay, so for for said aforementioned offensive line, you have a guy who rivals me in height, weight, but definitely not in singing prowess. Um, <laughs> at the left tackle is Jordan Mailata. Uh, seventh rounder from 2018. He was an international player, pathway player, um, that had never played organized football. He was a rugby player. Isn't that amazing? Da- down under. Six, down eight, under, mate. 365. My gosh, yes. Yeah, and, and he is he is a massive human being um, that is nasty as well. I mean, he's athletic and he's nasty. I mean, the combination that you love when it's on your side, hate when you have to look across from it. Mm-hmm. Um, then next to him is a second-round pick in Landon Dickerson. Now, um, don't forget you – left guard. Okay, hold uh-huh. on. Think about this. Jordan Mailata was actually on the masked singer. I mean, think about that. I, You know, that, I, that to me, that's like I, – I don't even know how to begin. It's like having a Yeti be on, you know, on, on, on a game show. You know, it's like yeah. it's crazy. It's like it's like Bigfoot hiding in the woods. You know, it's uh, <laughs> you're just like, well, does I didn't Bigfoot really that. sing? He, he, who knows? We we we've ne- we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, true. I keep watching the Finding Sasquatch shows, and nobody's found them yet. They found a lot of fake prints and stuff, and and and, and isn't that amazing bones. that you still can't find something out there yet? You know, I mean, all this technology. LIDAR, RIDAR, RADAR, SADAR. I mean, we have all this stuff, right? Right. Why Why can't we – we can't find Bigfoot. This guy is so – can't find Bigfoot. How can you not yeah. see – how can you not find something that's 8 foot, 10 foot tall, something like that, and seven, 800 pounds, as they say? Full come of on. hair. Full, full of, of hair. hair. Yeah. Full of hair. I mean, come on. I mean, it, we, we – but, but then again – we also don't know it's seventy percent of our oceans, so okay. we have not even yeah. we've not explored the depths of those. So, 
Bigfoot, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, and, of course, the rest of the ocean um, we still don't know about. I mean, we, we can't get to the depth. Because, you know, that little fish with the little, with the little light thing, the bioluminescence thing, right, the dangler? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't seen what's below that. Like, that's Jesus. as far as we've gone. And that's still another, you know, a c- couple of hundred feet down to go or a thousand feet to go um, below that. And we Because – Light can't penetrate, so we have a tough time getting down there. Let me tell you, um, let me throw this at you, Max, because you just kind of stimulated the conspiracist in me. Did you ever, did you ever hear the the Philadelphia experiment? Uh, you know when the supposed movie, yeah, yeah, the movie, yeah, but I, it, it supposedly was something that really happened with Albert Einstein and Tesla being involved with the U.S. Navy, huh? How about oh. that one? You know, you. you they, they, what they were trying to do is degauss or demagnetize a ship because, you know, the Nazis had put out uh, magnetic, uh, you know, bombs in the ocean there that would, you know, be drawn to the ship yeah. and they blow up the ships. So they were trying to demagnetize them or whatever and you, they, the, the, they, they went disappeared. You know, and it just, the, whole, the whole ship in the Philadelphia shipyard was supposedly disappeared, went invisible for a little while. Now, what do you think about yeah. that one, huh? <laughs> uh, I believe that because Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, That's all I'm I see you're another with the tinfoil cap type guys. There we go. Yeah. Hey, listen, Stranger Things have happened. I just listen. I just watched a SpaceX launch uh, from California show up. You know, as I'm in the parking lot with my daughter trying to find her jeans. Um, so, you know, I definitely am up there. I mean, and it was crazy, the launch angle and everything. I mean, I took a video. I'll send it to you, Wolf. But it was just crazy. My daughter's like, are there aliens? I'm like, no, it's a different, it'd be coming in a different direction. It was top to bottom, if it was an invasion, we're, we're, we're sending stuff away. So it's ground to sky. It was a whole thing. But, we'll, uh, we'll but have no. to break out the Philadelphia experiment some other time. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll break that one out a little bit later. But, um, but you know, I was just kind of going through just, you know, right. this offensive line, just kind of the dimensions. I mean, you already said 6'8", 365 for Jordan Mailata. Landon Dickerson, um, guy they drafted last year, 6'6", 332 pounds. So, right there on that side of the ball, you don't have to ask where's the beef. There is the beef. There's the oh, beef. Oh, yeah. There is the beef, all right. Yeah. And then, of course, in the center position – Everybody knows his brother. He's the shorter, stubbier version of him. Uh, Jason Kelsey, yep. at center position. You know, been doing it since 2011. It's you amazing. Twelve-year guy, and, and and he has an impressive beard too. He you does. Know, he has, that's a good-looking beard. He has a really good manicured beard for for uh, for for a man of his grizzled age. But six three two ninety five. So smaller. It's the fact that we're calling two ninety five a lightweight on this offensive line. Uh, tells you tell how big you they are. Exactly. Then we move to we move to the right guard position, and you have Isaac Sumalo, uh, who is six foot four, three hundred and three pounds. Um, he's a lightweight too, kind of. Yeah, he he's a smallish, smaller, yeah. but he's bigger than Jason. Yep. Um, at that guard position, very physical, squatty guy. And then of course, if he can go, it's they, Lane Johnson. They say he went yesterday. The latest, he went, he yep. went full go. He went yep, full he go. Full okay. go. That's what I hear. Well, That's then a tough there it is. Crack. Yeah, six six three twenty five. He has no hair. So Wolf, <laughs> he is in. He is in the no hair club for men with you. Yes. Um, and I mean, and and he he's one of the class of the league when it comes to right tackle play. Think about this. Big physical nasty. 
He hasn't allowed a quarterback hit since week seven last year against the Raiders. That was the only hit he allowed. And he hasn't allowed a sack since October 21st, 2019 versus Dallas. So that tells you a little bit about Lane Johnson. Yeah, so it, it's it's the lanes are clogged up with by by, by <laughs> Lane, Lane clogs the lanes, yeah. Yes, Lane does clog the lanes. But uh, you know, so that so that's the off that's the starting offensive line. I mean, where where do you want to dive in, Wolf? You know, the well, kiddie pool is nice and warm. I uh, know. And it, it's like you look at the Jordan Malata. I mean, he just leans on you and that hurts. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. the, the guy, the, these guys are very physical, and they move people, and they position block very, very well. You know, the NFL has gone more and more to that sort of position blocking. You know, you gain that inside-outside position, whatever it is. Like Jason Kelsey, sometimes he just hops around the guys. He snaps and hops, you know, around, yeah. you know, and, and just positions his body in between where the ball carrier is running and the defensive man and then he just stands in place and, and uses his lower body leverage to be able to wall his man off and he does a pretty good job of it yeah no he does a good job and then I think also when you have Samalo and Dickerson there you know I think their they're, they're double team inside zone game yes. and man game um it bodes well, cause right, cause you have Jason Kelsey who kind of has a wrestling background, yep. who comes in and uses those leverage angles, and then you have the bigger bodies that can come knock guys over, so that J- Jason can either overtake or move up to the second level. So it, it it's it's something that I think you know is is a daunting task. Like you're gonna have to move on these guys. You can't stay stationary and let them pick and hit you. You're gonna have to make the moving targets, and that 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 comes from slants and twists to be able to free up some of the guys, but you got to still stay gap discipline. I'm going to say it again oh, and again man. and again. Gap discipline, no hero ball no. if you're if you're the defense and you've got to be you got to play your keys and you got to force flow to those linebackers, Miles Jack, Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, like they know what they're doing and they're darn good at what they do. So let them be the free scraper and let them kind of have the instinctual abilities. But as a D line, you know, you want to make you want to make the play more all intents and purposes, but make sure you you hone down the basics, which is securing your gap, defending your gap first before you decide to play hero ball. No question about it. I mean, you know, you're gonna we're gonna see a lot of mush rush. This is gonna be difficult for a lot of guys this week, you know, because of the fact Jalen Hurts yeah. is very competent in running with the ball, unlike Tua which was surprising to me. But, you know, you got Jalen Hurts is able to, you know, he's rushed for six touchdowns. He's thrown for six. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, playing the RPO, he's truly one of those triple threat guys. Um, and so the mush rush is going to take something out of the guys because this is a lot of, it's a lot of mushing against uh, some very heavy people. So that's going to well, be problematic. Yeah. And let me just say this too. You know, you they, they run so many RPOs. I mean, you got to get your hands up. You got to try to make them throw into that secondary window on the RPOs, and that's going to be difficult because there's again, it, you know, the the process of getting after and and, and burying your head in a a six foot eight, three hundred sixty five pound Jordan Mailata. I mean, get Zooks. That's that's going to be uh, that'll that'll suck the wind out of you. And that's why I think slanting is 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 where you have to kind of get them off kilter, right? You got to make a move laterally in space. Um, even as athletic as we talk about Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata being, 
that's still everybody's kryptonite as an offensive lineman, right? It's the There's no question, movement. but you know what that does too in opening areas too. So it's a gamble. That yeah, I, it, yeah. it is. It, it is a gamble, and that's where I think the run fill lanes are key, right? Right. You know, if you're getting them going with the with the defensive line going laterally, linebackers now have to be in tune, right? You have to make sure edges are set so that so that Jalen cannot get to the outside. Yep. That that's the other thing. If you're gonna rush that wide and play it. You've also got to play inside. You got to play outside in, absolutely, to squeeze everything and keep him in the pocket. He, he is very elusive, but I'll tell you what, he is way more dangerous when he gets an edge, like Lamar Jackson. He like, is, he is indeed. way more. He is way more skilled at hurting you when he is outside of, of that tackle box and he's gained the outside leverage. That's why I think you still have to kind of you have to do that. You can't rush past the guy though. Here's my here's my one thing, and this is for Alex Highsmith. This is for anybody rushing on the outside, Malik Reed and company, even Cam. You have to get too depth and 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 go straight horizontal, right? You push up the depth. Push up the depth. Cannot ride high on him, and you and you also can't take that quick knife move um, because then they'll just ride out. And guess what you've done? You've now created a lane for Jalen Hurts to escape out of the pocket. Who now has the edge? Even more dangerous. <laughs> He now has your edge. You know what? So, let's what let's let's take a break, Mac, just because uh Max, because of the fact that um I want to explore oh, yeah. this a little bit more. Okay, because okay. you're on to some good stuff here. All right, sounds good. We'll step aside for one minute. Uh well, five of those minutes. Um <laughs> so five times one. Um uh, here in the locker Math room. Skills. I know, I know. Exactly. Sesame I'm like Street. I'm like I'm in I know. I got. I got to go back with the count. One. Ah. 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 Two. Ah. 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 No. Um. But no. We'll we'll continue to do the the scouting report. We're now breaking down the Philly offense here in the locker room on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last two weeks give you guys a reassurance after that Buffalo game. Yeah, um, I think you know we came out and did a good job. You know, in the day, it's still there's still you know more points on the board than we wanted, so there's always room for improvement and always room to get better. Um, but I think you know we've we progressed the past two games. Um, you know, from that Buffalo game. And so and we just know the guys that we have and we know the type of defense we can be. We just got to continue to you know, start some practice every week and start some practice today. And we just got to continue to, um, to work at it and be our best selves. We're winding up the scouting report here today. And, of course, the Steelers take on the Philly Eagles 1 o'clock Sunday in Philadelphia. Max, I'm disappointed, but I'm glad for you because I know you're not coming because on account of you made a promise to your little gal, and that's what dads do. No, that is exactly what it is. So my oldest child, my 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 baby girl. I'm still going to call her my baby girl. I mean, yeah, she's she's always going to be a baby the girl. Youngest. Let me tell you. Uh, yeah, Waverly, who was born in Pittsburgh. By the way, born, my 30 plus yeah. year old daughter Megan, who you know, all right. Yeah, she, I still call her my baby girl. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you, you know, she she's a mom of four, you know, but she's my baby yeah. girl, you know, exactly. One of Listen. the three, you know. It's like, it's like listen. It's still my baby now. Yep. She has babies, and she's now <laughs> she'll now pick her own babies. But as far as it goes for me, like you'll always be my little baby girl. There you go. And uh, and so so Waverly turns ten this weekend, um, and so she she asked me her, for her birthday gift if Daddy could not work 
um, so that, so that I could be at her tenth birthday. That's party. exactly the way and, it goes. Yeah, exactly. And, there and th- there's nothing you can say to that. No, and, and no. Listen, and and I'm not, and I, you know, I love my family, Wolf, and, and oh, just like you do, right? I mean, there's nothing you wouldn't do for your kids, move right. mountains if you if you have to. But uh, when she asked for that, I was like, done, done, done. no questions asked. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like this. Boss is going to have to understand. I'm yeah. like, listen, but no, my, my daughter asked, yeah. and this is a special milestone, too. It's 10. She's turning yeah. into double digits. This is her last day as a nine-year-old. Yeah, there you, you know, go. And, and it's one of those things that's just crazy to me. But, um, but yeah, so I will be missing, but I will be watching intently on the Televisor on Sunday. Everybody knows, just leave me alone uh, <laughs> when, when they come over for brunch because we have a bunch of friends and family flying in from out of town. Oh, good. Just, just – once it once it once it hits uh, ten o'clock, just leave me alone. Just eat the food, <laughs> hang out. I've got. I've, I've, I'll be I've, back I've, in I've, I've three hours, thirteen minutes. Yeah, somewhere. Exactly. There. We yeah. we could talk during commercial breaks. We can talk during <laughs> commercial breaks. Full right. conversation during commercial breaks. <laughs> All right, we want to wind this up. All right, and and by the way, uh, best wishes on the birthday too to your little girl. She's just that's all just, right, all right, all right. So thank you. One of the critical moments that's going to occur this weekend is tackling the mesh point. You know, whether it's RPOs or it's the run option, uh, the read option, it doesn't matter to me. To me, RPOs, read options, they're basically the same thing. Only one has two options, one has three. Basically, you know what I mean. So as I yeah. look at this, you got to me. It's about are at the mesh point. And I think the Steelers are uniquely positioned to be able to be able to do this to defend this because of the fact you've you've had to play against Lamar Jackson and that offense all the time. The Steelers are what two and three or something like that against them. I can't even remember. But anyhow, the yeah. point is the point being is um, they've seen this, they've worked against it, they know what it is, and they're going to have to you know judicious use of non of uh, run blitzes in there. You're gonna to have to do that. You got to make sure you got communication between the end man on the line and the inside linebackers. All these things, you know. Um, but I, I think the Steelers really have an ability, having had history and seeing it and playing against it and winning against it, that they can do a good job against uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I think I think that that it does bode well, right? It's not like we haven't seen this. We experience this every year in the division with a guy who has a similar skill set. Um, so it should not be, oh, my gosh, we have to combat this because we never see this. All we see is pocket passers. No. Um, we, we've, we've seen it. We've also seen it already this season with Zach Wilson. Right. right, yes. Zach Wilson had a lot of similar things. So you can learn from some of your mistakes in that game and bring those into this game. And that's one of the things that you know I learned and what I talk about is rushing to depth and then pushing in. Right. Right. Like parallel, do not go beyond, do not cut it short, come right to that depth and then work in towards Jalen Hurts, create a vice grip around him because if you give him space or you make the wrong decision, he will leak out and then it will hurt a lot worse. And especially when you're talking about the mesh point in the run game, Miles Sanders will also make you pay. If you're if you're anticipating one over the other instead of playing complimentary support football. Like if I'm the first guy in, I attack the quarterback guy scraping over the top of that first guy, he has a running back. And so you have to be very disciplined on that. Exactly so. We're down to our last minute. Max, um, I hope uh, you and Waverly, right? That's the one that's yep. good. Yep. Have a yep. very happy birthday. Um, and I know it'll be Ghost Steelers. And my friend, take it home. All right. Well, I have to give us a hearty here we go. 
But, uh, you know, missing any of our shows, uh, please feel free to go download any of them uh, down on the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, and all the other uh, podcasting platforms. You can catch it in the locker room, the one you're listening to now, broken down into even our segments, um, as well as the standard with Tom and Jacob, Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, as well as the Godfather, Wesley on a solo project, doing doing multiple, multiple hats, previews, and also <laughs> look-aheads. And then, of course, coming up this Sunday, Bob Labriola, Mike Tomlin on on the Steelers Game Day podcast. Don't don't miss it. Coach Tomlin's going to drop some nuggets and some gems and some things to watch as you get ready for the action at 1 o'clock out there at the link in Philly. Wolf, safe travels to you, Billy, and Missy. And we will talk on Monday reaction to hopefully Steelers victory. Take care, my friend. Have a great week, weekend, Steelers Nation. We're out. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.